Okay, I think it's recording. How did fuck? Okay, okay, I think it's recording. Hopefully, the audio doesn't sound too weird, right? Um, first of all, welcome. This is not the actual podcast. This is like a bonus clip where I just sort of like inform you guys on what's gonna happen and how I kind of want things to happen. Um, and when I say you guys, I really just mean my one listener. Shout out to you, Grandma. Uh, hope you're doing okay over there in Albuquerque. Anyways, um, it w- it's a... Uh, man, if I'm being 100% honest, I literally just sat down for about 25 minutes um, to, to record and the microphone wasn't picking up any audio and I didn't realize that until the very end and I tried to listen back to it so a lot of (laughs) I guess a lot of this is going to be me trying to remember what the hell I was just saying um I I was just going to say this is uh like a like a bonus clip I think I just got to sit down for a break I gotta get in the right headspace real quick well it's just you know been a crazy morning, man. It's been a, like I woke up a little bit early and uh, I went to go drop something off somewhere. That's so vague. I don't want to get into it. It's not that interesting. But I just went to go drop something off and like I go out to my car and these guys that had been working with these leaf blowers, they were working with leaf blowers for a couple hours, right? Like that was the noise that I woke up to this morning was people blowing leaves. So I go out to my car, and of course, they're blowing leaves right around my car, like a foot around the vehicle. So I kind of walk up, and you know, I click my key so the lights on my car light up, and so maybe they're like, something in their head is like, yo, the owner of this car is coming, maybe I should fuck off a little bit, right, and stop blowing leaves right next to this car. Dude, they both just kept going. It was two of them. They were just just blowing these leaves, man. And um, I get up, and one of the guys sees me, so he shuts off his blower, but the other dude didn't see me. And so he, ju- he just kept going, right? And he was, like, really trying to fucking blow these leaves. And, uh, you know, I, I go right kind of behind him, and I open my door, and it scares him a little bit. I saw him, you know, he, qu- like, he twitched, and he jumped. And then he turned his blower off, but then I got in my car, gave him a thumbs up. I'm like, dude, it's all cool. I know you didn't see me. I know you're not a dick. But as soon as I, as soon as I closed my car door, uh, this gentleman turns his blower back on. And I, for whatever reason, starts using the blower on my vehicle. On my, like, you know when you go to one of those car washes, those automatic car washes, and, like, after the soap hits, they hit you with that wind, and then you like you feel the wind on your vehicle. That's what it was, man. He started using that leaf blower right up my car, dude. Like picked it up and like did it on my hood a little bit. He was like doing the tires, dude. What in the hell is happening, man? I couldn't even back out. Like I had to wait for him to finish. But whatever, man. That was not even an interesting thing. It was just so strange that 
that had happened, man. Has anybody used a leaf blower on your car? I don't like while you were sitting inside. Have they done that, dude? I don't know, right? That doesn't happen to me every day. That's the first time that's ever happened in my life. So I feel like I kind of have to share it, <laughs> I guess, even though it's not interesting. Nah, you know what? Screw you, man. That's super interesting. You know, I'd like to hear your leaf blower story. If you can think of a story about a leaf blower more interesting than that, I want to hear it. Even less interesting, man. Let's just talk blowers. Blowing some leaves. But also, why are there so many leaves in April? Is that a word? Is that leaves? Leaves or leaf? I'm going to keep saying whatever I want to say. How about that? Why are there so many leaves in April? Like shit still falling off of trees? In April, it's almost May, and shit's still falling off the trees, man. So that's, I guess that's kind of been my morning. And then, like, I come down to my kitchen, and I set up the pod. I sit down, I record for about twenty-five minutes, and find out that it has not been recording even at all. So not not a word of that twenty-five minutes is picked up. But you know, in the last <laughs> in the last one, I was kind of just uh, I was kind of just talking about podcasting in general, right? Like why I decided to do it, man. And it's like, you know, you get told something enough times in your life, and I'm not saying that people have been telling me to make a podcast for my entire life. That's not true, but people have been telling me that like I'm funny, and I'm not. I hate how that kind of sounds, right? Oh, what's up, dude? I'm funny. Oh, really? You're funny? Well, make me laugh right now, Mr. Funny Guy. That's sort of what it's like. Nah, dude. People have just been telling you that, right? It's like how when beautiful people get told they're beautiful their whole life, as soon as they admit they're beautiful, everyone is like, nah, fuck you, dude. You're ugly. You're trash. How could you even say that about yourself? Whatever, man. I've been told that my entire life, right? And since I'm in like fifth grade, I've been every every now and then somebody says to me that I should be a comedian. Oh my god, dude, you should be a comedian. Dude, you just hear something enough and like it sticks with you. It sticks with you and maybe you're like people are seeing what I don't see and I had never really considered being a comedian right until recently. I knew that I would have loved to be a comedian for a while. Right, but to actually do it, that's something else, man. Wanting to do it and then actually trying to do it are totally different things. I've been wanting to do it for a while. Since I was about 16. Right, I was 16 years old. I was going to high school. I was in 11th grade in Albuquerque. Uh, and I had taken this creative writing class. And the only reason I signed up for that class was so that I could write raps and get better at writing rap lyrics. I was super into it back then. And come to find out, I take that class, dude. All I want to share with the class are, like, stories that I wrote that I thought were funny. And we used to do that every Friday. It was share day. So I'd go up to the front of the room and share what I wrote that week. And I was just, like, it was my goal to be funny and new every single week, right? Like, new stuff every week. And then about halfway through the year, the creative writing class or creative writing department sets up an open mic at the school, right? So it's a public school. It's about like 2,000 kids that graduate or whatever, like that go to the school in total. I don't know. 
Um, so it would have been at like a decent sized open mic if we can get enough attention on it. And, you know, I, I was like, that'd be cool just to go see. It'd be cool to see some of these other creative people. Um, and then a lot of my friends, when I say a lot of them, I mean three people that I considered friends talked me into it. They were like, yeah, dude, you know, we've heard a couple of your stories. Why don't you go up there? Why don't you lead one of those stories? Dude, we thought it was funny. Other people are going to think it's funny. So I got talked into it. I did. Um, you know, and I, and I show up to that open mic. And I'm looking for, all, like, all my friends, and none of them were there, man. None of them were there. All the people that had talked me into the open mic didn't even show up. They all had other things to do. So I'm kind of sitting there by myself for a while. Um, and then the, I'm, like, one of the last people that they end up calling up, right? Like, fourth to last or something like that. <laughs> and it was great, dude. Like I remember, like, about an hour before I the open mic, I had typed up on a piece of paper every every word, everything that I was going to say into the mic, I typed on a paper, right? So every uh, every pause, every, like, two-second pause, all that, all that was on the page. So I was like, I just know that if I read the page, I'll be fine because the page is fine. But I got up on stage, and it was dark, and I remember, like, you could barely, you could just see, like, the tops of heads a little bit. Um... And that was super nerve-wracking. It really was. And I was so nervous that I got the paper and, like, I held it in front of my face so that I really couldn't see the people. Um, and it was kind of in front of the microphone even. So I might have muffled it. But whatever, dude, I read the paper. And for that four and a half minutes that I was up there, man, people were laughing. And they were enjoying the thing that I wrote. And, you know, 16-year-olds are guess easy to make laugh but whatever dude being 16 and trying to get people to laugh that's not easy and that's something that I'm very proud of man that I did and I'm not gonna say like ever since that night ooh, and then that was when I could change everything nah dude there was like I had done one open mic about two months after that and then I didn't do another mic for almost three and a half years. But I don't really tell that story because I'm like, I've known, I know, I know that I've been interested in comedy for a very long time. Since I'm very young, I've been interested in comedy. I started listening to stand-up comedy in like fourth and fifth grade. You know, when I would listen to uh, Dane Cook and George Lopez and Pablo Francisco. You know, these are some of the first comedians that I really got into and I used to listen to those stand up albums just on repeat um, and then hoping that my friends in school didn't know who those people were I would go to school and I would tell those jokes to people and because I just wanted to be funny man I just wanted to I've always wanted to be funny and whether or not I am is totally subjective I just know that I try to be and people have kind of told me that growing up. And like I said, you know, you hear something enough and it sticks with you. And also, dude, I'm like, I'm fortunate enough to live, live in a time that, you know, 
you have so many opportunities, man. If you want to be independent and like be your own boss, dude, now is the best time. Are you kidding? Like I'm fortunate enough also to have a lifestyle that I just don't I get to do this, right? I don't have a lot of other things on my plate that I worry about or like that take up too much of my time. I've I'm so fortunate that I am able to set this sort of life up that this is what I can do with my free time. You know, this is totally stress free. This is I mean, I've just always wanted to do something like this. Just be creative. Um, and, and you can do it, man. Anybody could literally do it. Whether or not you are successful at it, there are so many variables to that of, like, your consistency, but also, you know, your, your mental approach and the people that you have around you and all that. Um, but anybody can do it. And I, and I say, like, why not even, why not try, dude? I ask a lot of people, like, when I try to get to know them and, you know, I'll, I'll ask them sometimes, like, what is your dream job? That's just a thing that I love to ask people. And a lot of these jobs that people tell me, they seem absolutely realistic and attainable. You know, like, I ask people sometimes and, you know, I'll get these answers of, well, I want to be a marketer for a baseball team or uh, I want to make my own commercials because I don't like the commercials that are on television or on the internet right now. Yo, all that stuff is so, it, it's obtainable. It is. That's feasible. You can make it happen. You know, like we live in a time where people make their livelihood off of Instagram. They make it off of Instagram. I mean, I'm just saying, man, you know, some, some dreams are absolutely not realistic. You know, you'll talk to somebody, you'll ask them, and they'll say, well, I'd like to just get paid millions of dollars to sit around and smoke weed and watch TV. You know what? That's not going to happen. That's a nice fantasy. That's just not going to happen. Like, what is your dream job, though? What do you want to do? Most of those things are obtainable, man. Even if they seem far-fetched, like you want to go be a rapper or something, dude, you, I mean, it's not entirely possible that you're going to make millions and millions and like be a hit releasing artist and you're going to be nominated at Grammys and all that. But you can make a livelihood off of that if you know how to use the Internet correctly and market yourself. And, you know, you care about the content and you create it with consistency and you know how to grow an audience. Dude, you can you can live off of that. You can do that and you can be comfortable. So I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you that you could do it. Like, if you have something that you're worried that other people are going to make fun of you for or you're like, nah, there's no way, dude. It's just too far-fetched. It's not. It's, li it's not. Just know that it takes time and patience and consistency and dedication. I'm sorry if this is getting, like, preachy and emotional, dude. Nobody wants to hear a 23-year-old preach a thing about, like, how to live life. This is this is my own experience, right? This is what works for me. This is what I feel like is going to work for me. So, and, you know, like I said, I'm just fortunate enough to be able to do this in my free time. So, if anybody has al at all has even listened, I'd like to thank that one person. Shout out to my grandma. I love you. I hope you're doing well in Albuquerque over there. And I'll go see you soon, probably next week. 
think it's just like a bonus. I'm, I'm hoping that every episode isn't this quiet. You know, I want to try to figure out how to put some music and some transitions and, you know, just make this a little bit easier on the ears so it's not just so boring and monotone, dude. I know my voice could probably get boring after a while, uh, which is why I've decided to work with a couple of people. And <coughs> I'd like to give a quick shout out to these people. Um, Andrea, who I work with in a restaurant, but she she's just, she is one of the funniest people that I've ever met. Hands down. She's one of those people. She's a natural funny person. You know, a, a very strong personality. She's so smart, man. She's smarter than she gives herself credit for. She's so creative, man. She's easy to talk to. I love having conversations with her. And I thought that she'd be a perfect second voice for this podcast. We do have a good dynamic. You know, and in the future, um, it's tough to say that she'll be on every episode, you know, because she's doing this voluntarily. Like, out of her own will, just like in her own interest, she's like, okay, yeah, I'll give you some of my time. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. So like I said, I don't know if it's, it's possible that she's on every episode. Um, you know, when I first thought of doing this, uh, it was actually me and another guy. Uh, I want to shout out Andrew Van House or Gru, you know, as everybody else calls him, Gru. Gru has a voice made for radio. He's one of these people that is funny without trying, right? He's that rare, I'm not going to try to be funny, I just am. And as somebody that has tried their whole life to be funny, dude, that's it's just so refreshing to hear this guy, man. It's such a unique perspective, too. Um, but he has a lot going on. You know, he, he has a lot going on in his own life. Um, and it's a little bit unfair of me to ask him to, you know, give me so much of his time when he doesn't really see that much in return, but again, I would love to have him on as often as possible. Um, Drew and I also have a good dynamic, and I think that people will think he's funny. He is funny. He is legitimately hilarious. Like, he cracks me up all the time. Um, and to be able to share that with people, that that's just, you know, that's what this is all about. Just sharing funny. Um, so, again, I would like to get him on as often as I can, and if he can't, that's totally cool, man. I just, as much of your time as I could get or that you'll give, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But in the future, I think uh, Andre and I, you know, we got a lot of things planned, and we're going to talk about things that uh, we know that other people think are interesting, but we're going to do it in our own way. And like I said, we got a good dynamic, so, you know. We're both those people that, you know, you'll gi you give us any topic, anything at all, and we can have a conversation about it. And I believe that it's funny. I believe that it's interesting. Um, and so, you know, like, I'm flipping through the articles the other day, and I see that we are trying to get people to the moon. Or something like that is interesting. So we'll talk about that. That won't be the whole whole podcast, but... You know, just to sort of build and, like, have some consistent content, uh, we'll pick things that we think are interesting. Um, 
like this idea a lot that Andrea's going to blacklist something every week, you know? She'll just sort of, like, uh, you know, hate on something and go on the this tirade because Andrea goes on terrific tirades, man. I just – that's, like, that's her own segment, you know, and I think that that's, like, a great place for her to show her personality and to shine. And, and uh, I mean, dude, we ha- – so many ideas, man. We'll have like debates. We'll have guests on. I know that kind of a little more down the line that I want to have some Denver comedians come on, you know, because uh, at these open mics that I go to, I see a lot of very funny people, man. I would love to sit down and just, you know, talk to them about comedy. Maybe that'll be one-on-one. Maybe the two of us or three of us will be interviewing this comedian, but, you know, that's a little bit down the line uh, as far as plans for this and Man, we're just going to grow. We're going to try to grow every week. I want to put one of these out every single Monday, starting on April 26th. So um, I bet by the time you hear this, like the first episode will already be out. But, you know, we're going to do one of these a week. I'm shooting for like 45 minutes to an hour, man. But I just, as much of your feedback as I can get, uh, the email is in my Instagram. If you don't know my Instagram, it's Comedian Ordinaire. There's a dot in the middle, just like the podcast name, Comedian Ordinaire emails on my Instagram, man, like literally any feedback whatsoever, I just, I want to hear it, I do, hey dude, you suck, man, it sounds like you're too far away from the mic, how come I can hear your dog breathing, dude, why do you have this funky ass Instagram handle with that weird picture, dude, I want to hear all that, man, even that stuff that's like, I mean, kind of funny, I'd give it like a 3 out of 10, dude, I'll take that, right, I want to hear all of it. But again, that email is in the Instagram. Uh, it is just comedianordinaire at gmail.com. But, you know, that's those are those are plans for the future, man. And I don't want to keep you too long here, you know, because this is just all talking. There's no – it's just monotone too, dude. If you've made it this far, I, first of all, I doubt that you have. But uh, you're probably asleep, matter of fact. You know, and if you need to put this on to fall asleep, then so be it, dude. I'll be that voice. I'll be that voice that talks and whispers in your ear as you're, you know, trying to go unconscious for a couple hours, right? Try to have some dreams, you know. I'll be that voice, sure. Uh, this has probably gone on longer than it should have, but <laughs> again, if I had the microphone set up right the first time, this probably wouldn't be. But uh, look, dude, thanks, thanks for listening. One guy, one listener, or grandma, you know, I appreciate it, um, and look forward to one of these every single week, man. Don't know if I even need a lot of gain on this one. Looks like it's picking up the audio. Just sitting here at my parents' house watching, really, the dog, right? They say I need you to come house sit, but really, they're like, I need you to watch my animal. That's one thing, right, about getting an animal is that whenever you go on vacation, that's, it's still a responsibility, right? Like, unless you take your animal with you on vacation. I don't know a lot of people that take their dogs with them, to be honest. That's kind of a bitch. I mean, I'm not talking about my dog. I'm just saying the whole process is brutal. How does that even work? Is it literally what I think it is in that, like, they just put a dog in the crate and then put the crate under the plane, Right? Is it one of those, like how I've seen in, I think, like a Disney movie somewhere? They always make you feel bad for the animals. Like a dog in a crate, the crate's sliding around, fucking luggage falling on top of the crate. 
That's what I'm saying, right? The whole thing is just a, it's a pain in the ass to take a dog. So you leave the animal behind, right? And that's what I'm doing. I'm watching this animal. Lucky for me, this is the greatest animal that was ever born. Honestly, the most beautiful thing that was ever born. So I guess I don't mind. Um, it's always great, right? When someone is like, hey, I need you to house sit. Basically what they're saying is, Dude, I'm going to go live my life. Do you want to live the life that I'm leaving behind for a little bit, though? And then I won't pay you for it? How about that? You know what? Sure, I could, I mean, I could use a better life, I guess. The life they're leaving behind is 10 times better than the one that I am getting away from to, to come substitute. I'm glad that it's only house-sitting, though. Can you imagine if I had to do their jobs while they left, too? Parents are like, look, we're both leaving, so we're going to need you to sell homes and then work at the Social Security office. I don't know, maybe 60 hours a week? What do you do at the restaurant? Cut that shit and then come sell homes for a little bit. Whatever. I'm lucky and I'm here. I don't honestly know what to do for dinner. It's always strange when I come house sit, right? Because I don't want to cook the food that's here. I don't want to cook the food that's here. Absolutely not. They come back and they're like, what the hell happened to all of our chicken and Ritz crackers? What'd you expect? I'm a person. I need to eat. I'm legitimately thinking about ordering food, but at the same time, I don't want to pay for food, right? They're like, hey, you got to come watch the house and you got to pay for your own food. Sorry, I'm not leaving any cash. Don't even ask. Whatever. I might order a pizza. Right, I might do it. The thing with ordering pizza, though, is that I hate calling. I hate calling and ordering food, first of all. I mean, I don't have a lot of cash on me, so you have to give your credit card number over the phone, which is sketchy as is. I'm not like one of those super paranoid people, but, dude, something about that doesn't seem right. Something, I always feel like, so they ask me, how are you going to pay for that? And I'll say, through credit card. And then right as, as soon as I say that, they go, okay. And then, like, you hear, like, a... And really what that is is they're just putting you on speaker so that the rest of the workers in the restaurant are, like, writing it down really quick. You're always like, are you ready? And they're like, yeah, we're ready. Wait, where? And then you get a fraud charge, right? $7.99 for Audible because they're not bad people. They just don't want to pay for their fucking audiobooks. And I'm house-sitting. And I want to get pizza. Totally, I would like to get a pizza, but ordering it on the phone is... Not to mention, like, I'm 23, right? Every phone call I make has to be incoming, and then I have the choice to answer it. There's zero outgoing calls. Are you insane? A 23-year-old making a call on the cell phone? Oh, dude, absolutely not. My parents raised me different than that, right? Calling on the cell phone. Honestly, if you look at the history of all of my phone calls, 99% of them are incoming calls. The one call I accidentally called out, I butt-dialed my mom. She was like, oh my god, you're calling? It's so nice to hear from you. How have you been the last year? I'm so sorry it was a butt-dial. Um, how about we text? Is that cool? Can we just text like normal? I think I might just do it. Just order the pizza. Right? Leave instructions like don't knock on the door, dude. Fucking leave the boxes on the mat. I'll go out and get them. Dude, there's going to be money under the mat. You pick it up, you go. The tip is in there. Pick it up and go. 
I don't want you to knock. I don't want you getting the dog excited. Dude, the dog and the pizza man, right? Because it's 50-50 that either they're allergic to dogs, they fucking hate dogs, or they're a dog person. And now the person that has dropped off your food is rubbing an animal, and then they give you the food. Lose-lose. And the dog runs out the door. Look, this dog is beautiful, right? And she'll come back. She's not one of those ones that's like held captive. She loves where she lives because it's a great life. But 90% of people, their animal runs out and like everyone's like, no, 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 go get him, go. They drop the pizza. It's all over the fucking mat. Because you had an animal and because you knocked on the door. And it's never like a, like I'm here knock. It's always like a, right? Open up, Police. Jesus Christ, what did I do? I just ordered a pizza. What did I use, a fraudulent card? You don't answer it once and they start using a battering ram? Fuck, man. Relax. I'm going to open the door. i got to put the animal away. For your sake. And for my sake a little bit. I think I'll just do it, though. I think I'll just order the pizza. And then there's always... I think... I don't know, man. Maybe I have bad luck with pizza people. And that I feel that they want to look inside really quick and kind of just get a quick, who am I dropping this off for? What kind of shit do they got going on in there? Dude, pizza guy's got to see some shit. And forget that classic, like, porno pizza guy that comes over and there's eight naked women. In Dude, that doesn't happen, right? I'm just saying they've got to see some weird shit. People answering the door in their pajamas. What are you doing in your pajamas? It's 4.30. In their belly button, like disgusting things. I've never worked as a pizza delivery person, but there's a lot of pressure. First of all, you don't know where you're going, right? You could get kidnapped like that movie. They strap a bomb to you, and then you got to go rob a bank for your own safety. It doesn't make any sense. Could happen. It could happen. I don't know if it is that weird. Maybe I'm backtracking here a little bit, but you know what, I'm going to order pizza, and then I'll ask the guy, right? Like, I'll interview him. Dude, I got a microphone in here. Come on, I just need to ask you a couple questions. Just speak loudly. What, what's the weirdest thing you've seen dropping something, dropping a pizza off? Who knows what he's going to say, right? Well, I dropped pizza off for some nudists that were doing yoga in the living room. It wasn't that weird, right? Because they order pizza at least three times a week. They're a heavy set people, right? Because they eat a lot of pizza, but they're very nice tippers. Very nice tippers. Is that all that matters to pizza guys? It's the tip. Like you could be as weird as you want, maybe even racist at the door, right? Open the door wearing a MAGA hat. As long as you tip well, he's like, God bless America. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. I'll order the pizza. I'll order the pizza. I keep saying that, dude. It's 7.26 right now. And that if I order the pizza, they're like, okay, we'll have it there in 20 to 95 minutes. Dude, they always leave such a huge window. I love that rule that, like, if the pizza's after this time, if it's delivered after, like, 30 minutes, you get it for free. But they always make that time after that it's, like, such a high time. If we don't deliver your pizza within five hours, it's on us. They just leave such a huge margin. I'll do it, though. I'll order the pizza. I'm probably, you know what, because I don't want to call in. I just, it's a thing that I don't want to call, man. I don't want to call. I'll download the app of the nearest pizza place, and then I'll put it in that way, right? 
And then you put your credit card in the machine. You don't say it to a person. Ah, dude, maybe that's better. Right? Maybe that's better. But the app is going to remember. Next time you open it, it's like, dude, I already know what you want. I already know how you're going to pay, and I know where you want it. Jesus Christ, what if I wanted a side of garlic knots this time? Nah, man, as soon as you open the app, the shit's just like, the guy starts putting it in the oven, man. As soon as you open the app, they know. Papa John's knows. Better pizza, man. Better ingredients. I'm not even getting paid for this. It's just, (laughs) I love Papa John's. Probably the pizza I'm going to order. I've been talking about ordering it for longer than it would have taken to actually order it. I just don't want to, dude, because you got to download the app. It's such a pain in the ass, man, getting pizza. Getting pizza is such a pain in the ass. God damn, I wish I was mature, right? And I could just call them. Also, mature people have cash. Isn't that a thing that they don't pay with cards? Every price that gets told to them, they just pull out money in paper form. Sorry, I'm typing it in. I'm literally downloading it right now because I just... I'm going to download the app as soon as I open it. Yeah, there it is. Papa John's Pizza, the app. There you go. And this is not a sponsored segment, by the way. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I've been talking shit about the Papa for a while, but I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to get pizza, and I'm going to continue house-sitting, right? House-sitting is like acting like a human paperweight. They're like, we need to make sure that the house doesn't blow away. If you could just sit in the middle of it so that it stays put, you need to just house-sit. Sit in the house. Also, every time I come over here, my parents are always like, you know what? Make yourself at home. Make yourself at home. We got water right over there. I love that phrase, make yourself at home. That's basically saying, dude, I'm not making you shit, man. Make yourself at home. Make your own shit. Get a glass of water for yourself like you would in your own home. I'm going to go to your home and get you a glass of water. Make yourself at home. I'll be in the bathroom. I don't know if there's food in the fridge. It's your home. (laughs) Papa John's would like to access your location. Is that a yes or no? I said yes because maybe I don't have to put my address in. Dude, I'm going to say yes, and then I'm still going to have to put it in. Jesus. Dude, I know how this works, man. Yes, I accept the terms and conditions. All right, Papa, you got me. Just give me the pizza. I don't care about the new reward system. Jesus. Dude, I swear, as soon as I open the app, it's like the exact address. It has my zip code already. Fuck, man. Life is crazy. It's crazy. What should I get? I'm pretty weird with pizza. Right? I get the no sauce pizza. Every time I say that, I'm like, yeah, can I get one no sauce pizza? They always go, oh, you mean just breadsticks? No, dude. Pizza, no sauce. I mean, it is like a breadstick, but just make it like a round pizza. I don't know round breadsticks. They're all sticks. You call bread rounds. This is the worst monologue that's ever been recorded about pizza. I gotta do it. Gotta do it. Gotta power on, man. There's all these insane things, dude. People that like pineapple on their pizza should be executed. That's not even an exaggeration. If I'm a dictator, the first two types of people to go, people that like pineapple on their pizza, and then the people that stick their feet up out the car window, like from the passenger side, oh my god. What, are you turning right and you don't have hands? Why are your feet out of, out of the window? 
I see those people. I don't mind cutting them off, like honking, flipping them off. I don't. Those are the people that it's okay if you treat them like absolute shit. Did I have to see your feet when I'm driving? You don't want to swerve off the road and like drive into the median. It's disgusting. Her toes wiggling in that fucking gray sock. I'm going to do it, dude. I'm going to get a no-sauce pizza. And I'm not going to be a dictator, right? So I can say things like that that I would execute people. It's not in me. I'm not actually going to execute people. This isn't the purge. It's asking me, like, do you have any promo codes? Like, some people know promo codes. What am I, an employee? Dude, anybody that knows a promo code, you eat at that place too much. If you can just put in a promo code, are you insane? All right, man. I got to do it. Past orders? I just downloaded the app. What are you talking about? I know it's boring listening to a man navigate through a Papa John's phone application, but... Dude, it's I'm trying to do two things at once. New Papa he- Heroes. It's like a fucking sandwich. Again, this is not a sponsored segment. I keep saying Papa John's. Hopefully I get paid for it, though, right? Hopefully. Um, what did I really want to talk about? I guess, I don't know, house sitting again? My dog's just staring at me. She's like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to the world, Kyrie. The world wants to know what I'm thinking, right? This is the thing that everyone's been waiting for, too. It's a podcast. By everybody, I mean my mom. Just want to give a shout-out to my listener really quick. It means a lot. Is this the first episode? I honestly don't know. I don't know, right? Recorded a bunch of segments. I don't know when I'm going to put them up. I can tell you right now that I'm not, I'm probably not posting this tonight. You don't need to know that, right? But I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I also wonder if there's too much gain. This is all technical stuff, man. That's boring as hell. Because really, it's kind of fun to mess with this thing. This is like the third recording I've done. And that if I just like turn it up a little bit, turn the gain up a little bit, you can like keep picking up. You can keep picking up. And then I can just whisper. I can, I'm far away from the mic. I can just whisper. And it's still pretty loud, right? It's still pretty loud. Oh, the whispering freaked my dog out. She's like, who the fuck are you hiding from? Sorry. All right, we're back. Everything's okay. I was just whispering to try it out, to show the people or the person. Dude, if you've made it this far and you're still listening, first of all, that's, am- that's amazing, right? That's amazing that you would listen. Not to mention I started this without having thought of what to talk about prior. Is this what it's like to live alone? Right, because nobody else is in the home but me and the animal. This is, this is what it's like, right? And that you don't have anybody to talk to, so you go insane and you just start talking to yourself. Dude, everybody that lives alone should start their own podcast. I want to hear that shit. What are you thinking about when no one else is around? What are you saying out loud? Because you can talk out loud. I'm doing it. Neighbors haven't come knocking yet. I don't know if they can see me. It's the thing, right, about the suburbs. I swear I can, like, hear my neighbors farting on the other side of the wall. 
we're not even connected at the wall. The homes are just so close together. I know as soon as they're home, right, that garage light goes on. Garages. Such a suburbs thing. Well, I got a garage. You can always tell who has a garage the next day after a snowstorm, you know? Everyone's driving. There's ice on the fucking lights. The back window, they didn't scrape the snow off of it because they're in a hurry. They woke up late. They just scraped the windshield and they can't see out the back. And then you know who has a garage, right? Because the car comes out looking like it just came off the lot. It's fucking shiny doors. How is your car that clean? It was a goddamn snowstorm yesterday. And there was a snowstorm yesterday. I'm not just saying that. I went to McDonald's because the power went out and I needed to go get food. And I went to McDonald's at 1230. The restaurant was shut down. It was, it was barely snowing. It had snowed for, I'm going to legitimately say, seven hours prior. And then it kind of stopped, right? It kind of stopped around 1230. Power was out for two hours. So I'm like, dude, I need to, I need to go get food. I'm hungry. I can't even use a microwave. So I pull up to McDonald's at 12.30. And I'm sitting at the drive-thru for like three minutes. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Maybe their power went out too. And so I'm just super patient. I'm like waiting for an employee to walk out of the building and just be like, dude, just tell me what you want. We'll make it right now. Nothing. Drive around. I park. I try to open the doors. It's a, it's a shameful feeling when you try to open the door of a business and then the, the thing just stays. It's locked. The only other person around was the guy plowing snow in the McDonald's driveway. But I know, I fucking know what you were thinking, man. Look at this animal trying to break into McDonald's. Dude, it's McDonald's. How bad do you want McDonald's that you're pulling on their door? I just wanted to see if it was open, I swear. Then I just went to the gas station. I swear, I walked in the gas station. The dude looked at me like I was a cockroach that had survived a nuclear attack. Like, oh my God, a person? He like came running out from the back. He's like wiping his face. Sorry to interrupt. I don't have any power. I need food. What do you have? It was either like gas station hot dogs or chips and Lunchables, right? That's pretty much the edible things in this one. It was a very small gas station. And so I got Lunchables. I got a bunch of Lunchables and a bag of chips. Soon as I got home, I just, dude, devoured it, devoured it. You don't know how small Lunchables are until you're an adult that is hungry and eating a Lunchable? Honestly, two Lunchables gone, I'm not exaggerating, nine bites. Nine bites and two Lunchables were gone. And I'm including the cookies that came with, right? Because there were four cookies in there. I'm thinking like, dude, four cookies? Nine bites? What are you going to do, man? The power was out. And I was still hungry, right? I got hungry like 30 minutes later. My brother's like, dude, let's just order food. Let's do it. Let's put somebody else in danger. Let's put their life at risk, right? We can't leave the home because there's a nuclear threat and every business on the fucking planet has closed down for some reason. Like, you know shit is serious when McDonald's closes at 12 on a Wednesday. They probably close earlier than that. That's insane. And so I'm like, dude, all right, let's order food. Let's do it. 
don't get the driver's name because then you'll get connected. And if he gets hurt, I don't want to feel bad. It sounds terrible, man. And we needed food, though. We needed food. The power had been out for like three and a half hours at this point. And so we call uh, the Chinese restaurant. We get food. First of all, they were surprised to hear us. They were like, oh, my God, what are you calling for safety? Are you okay? No, we just we need to order food. Sorry. And before she even said anything else, like, what can I get you? She was like, I just have to let you know. It's going to take like an hour to an hour and a half. And we were like, yeah, no, that's fine. Take your time. They were like, fuck, are you kidding? You still want food? What's the amount of time that I have to tell you to say, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Don't bother, please. Dude, I sw- she could have told me, we'll have it there by tomorrow morning. Maybe like 8 o'clock in the morning. We still would have been like, yeah, that's fine. Take your time. Don't rush. Drive safe. Nothing was going to stop us from getting that food. And we order it. And I swear, the guy dropped it off like it was a bomb. We're on the third floor of an apartment building, right? So this, so this guy, oh, I feel so bad now. This guy drove an hour to an hour and a half, probably, because it did legitimately take that long. Comes up, we hear a knock. As soon as we open the door, like as soon as the door cracks open, I just start hearing, thank you. Like he was dropping it off and saying thanks for everything already. He, was, he wasn't even going to look at us. He's like, you piece of shit. You made me drive in that. I lost three of my children. I swerved into another car. Just like a bum. Just like, like how you leave turds on doorsteps of people that you don't like, except that the turd was real, really good food, actually. It was delicious. It was a good turd. And then he ran. He ran like he was going to run out of gas because he had been driving for so long. Oh, dude, I felt terrible. But eh, the food was all right. Uh, You know, it was all right. A little bit cold. (laughs) The food is cold, man. Dude, you were driving for an hour in a snowstorm. Least you could have done is keep the food next to one of those heater vents in the car. In the passenger seat, at least, man. And our microwave wasn't working. We couldn't heat it up. We waited an hour and a half and got cold Chinese food, and we ate it. We dealt with it. That's what people do. We were in full-on survival mode. Power was only up for like four and a half hours at this point. I'm looking at my brother like, dude, we might have to eat one of our neighbors. Four and a half hours in. Dude, no Wi-Fi will do that to a person. I was going insane. And I couldn't charge my phone either. Oh, my God. The power was out. My phone said 20% low battery. I swear, it was like getting a call from the hospital. Your child is in danger. I wanted to rush this thing to the ER. Is there anything you can do? Do you have any plugs? I got the cord. Life or death, man. When your phone's on low battery and there's no way to charge it, Like, what are you going to do? What am I supposed to do? And then it got to 10%. And, um, fuck, man. Dark times. Literally dark times. Lights couldn't turn on. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, six hours into the power outage, the light comes back on. 
the light comes back on. I the swear, the first thing I did, I ran over to the outlet and plugged my phone in. Like it was a baby that was dying of thirst. I ran it over for its own safety, plugged it in, and kissed it on the screen. Had the hand oil on my lips from how I'd been rubbing it all day. Please don't take that last thing out of context. I said I was rubbing it all day. I really mean that I was scrolling up and down on my phone. And it started charging again. And it was great. Honestly, it was good. It felt good to to really look at my phone again. Jeez, man. What a day. The power was out. Every business closed early. I swear, like, if somebody was visiting... Colorado for the first time in their life yesterday they would have been like did I miss is North Korea threatening us why is everybody inside there's only two cars on the road both of them are plowing snow no it was just people didn't know what to do man Littleton specifically shut down the whole city shut down because of snow like we'd never seen snow before are there so many implants my implants, I mean, like, people that have just moved here. Are there so many implants that all the businesses were like, it's better that we close 12 hours early because, first of all, it's probably not going to be busy, right? People aren't driving on these roads. And do you know what? The roads weren't that bad. I'll say it. I'll say it. Dude, I was going the speed limit. Speed limit was 40. I was going 40. car in front of me was going 18. But the roads were wet. They had traction. You could do it. I swear you... And I did it. But the Pennsylvania license plate in front of me is like, I've never seen snow before. Why is the sky white? Why is the ground white? I'm going to go 18 miles in a 40. And then two-lane roads turn into one lane because nobody wants to... You know what? They don't want to drive on the edge, have people pass them. As soon as that Pennsylvania license plate turned... Fucking speed up, man. I'm going 40. I'm doing it. I also love in driving in snowstorms because totally you have an excuse to run red lights. Oh, my car, it wouldn't stop, and I just kept, I just slid, and I didn't know. I slid at 40 miles an hour through the light. But people know, right? People on the left and right, they know. They see the light yellow. They see me going 40. They're like, this fucking guy's not stopping. I'm going to go. Dude, I'll go 50 through a red light on a snowstorm. In a 35, I'll do it. And the whole city shut down. Wild. What a day. And then I wake up this morning, and the sun's out. My neighbor's in shorts shoveling the snow. Like it had never happened. And this is what always happens, right? With snowstorms, we go to the extreme, we freak out, we send kids home, tell them, don't go outside, don't drive on the roads, everything's dangerous. It's literally like the purge. Everybody's like, don't go outside for 24 hours. You might get murdered by somebody looking for food and heat for their family. And then the next day, it's fine. You're wearing a tank top. The sun's out. I'm not saying like it's 70 degrees, but dude, the sun is out. The snow is melting. You hear the gutters, water pouring through them as soon as you wake up. That's, the, that's my equivalent of bird chirping. That, it makes me just as happy to hear water running through the gutters. I'm like, oh, the snow's melting. That's beautiful. Thank you. How long has this thing been going? I have no idea. It's 7.50. 
you know what? I'm going to be 100% honest. I've not ordered the pizza. I didn't order the pizza. I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now totally. I'll build my own pizza. I told you how I like it already. God, fuck. I should have just called. Should have called. I'll get a medium. Dude, I'll eat a medium pizza by myself. Right? I'll do it. I don't know why some people feel bad for finishing a pizza by themselves. I feel proud. I won't take a picture and post it on Instagram proud, but, like, I'm proud. I'll tell people about it. I also don't understand why people post food pictures on Instagram. It's not really a thing, right, anymore. Not, like, crazy. That's how Instagram was born, by the way. Somebody was like, look at what I'm eating. They posted it on Facebook. Somebody on Facebook said, I don't want to see that shit. And then that person was like, fine, I'll make my own website and I'll post it there. And then for like the first two years, it was just food. And everybody and their mother has talked about it. Also, everybody and their mother says everybody and their mother. That's not a unique thing. But everybody has, has the same complaint. Why are you posting things on Instagram? It's all, it's all just food. You're posting your food on Instagram. When I see that now, I'm like, that's, it's disgusting, right? Because basically what they're saying is like, look at what I'm going to shit out later. And then you swipe right because there's the two-picture thing you can do on Instagram. It's the before and after. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Why would you say that, Dan? So I'm going to go no sauce. Should I go normal? I'll go normal cheese. Let's go normal cheese on the pizza. And I'm not one of those crazy pizza guys. Give me the bacon. Give me the spicy Italian sausage. Don't give me that regular sausage shit. It's not from Italy, and it's not spicy. Get it the fuck away from me. I'm not like that. Classic pepperoni. Classic pepperoni, cheese, no sauce. Let's call it. Should I get a side? I'm not going to get a side. I won't get a side. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's also, it's funny that, like, on the app, the pizza will be like, it's 99 cents. Delivery fee, $5,000, though. All right, whatever. No, I don't need a drink. I got water here. I got water. It's fine. I'll do it. It's done. All right, the pizza. Oh, shit. I got to put in my credit card number. I forgot. All right. And so my credit card is 448. I'm just kidding. I'm not saying that shit on the pod. I thought I was going to say my credit card number. One of my favorite things to ask people that I'm just meeting, what's your PIN number? I just want to see. I just want to see what trust they have in humanity. I'm a complete stranger. I'm like, what's your PIN number? I've never gotten an answer, by the way. Everybody always gives me that fake, oh, it's 6969. <laughs> Whatever, dude, I'll tell you my PIN number. If you ask me what my PIN number is, bet. I'll tell you right then and there, legitimately. I'm not going to give you a bullshit 6969. Like everybody else and their mother says. Are you insane? Oh, this thing's hilarious, right? I download the app. It has the credit card from like three years ago. This is probably my mother's card, by the way. (laughs) Back when I used to order pizza a lot. Jeez, I shouldn't admit that. I'll do it. Whatever. Um, No, I need to add a new credit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to order this pizza and then wait for it, and I think I'm going to call it. 
I'm going to call this one good. Um, I'm out of things to talk about, and it's pretty much 8 o'clock now. Way past my bedtime. Work at 5.30 in the morning. Love that, 5.30. It's a nice, solid number, except that it's shitty because it's 5.30 in the morning. Whatever. Whatever, man. All right. So I just, again, would like to say thank you to my listener. Uh, means a lot that you clicked on this or that you listened to it. Also, if you listened all the way through, just tell me and I'll give you my PIN number. 100%. I will give you my PIN number. Won't give you the credit card number, right? Maybe the last four of my social. I'll see what you can do with that, but really do appreciate it. Um, and that's it. And that and that's it for this one. Beautiful. mic was really strange like I said because you basically perform in a cage which felt weird you know but one cool thing was that there there was an audience there were people that weren't comedians in the place which is just a I love seeing that I love seeing people that didn't know there was an open mic and they're like what the hell is happening what are they telling jokes came here for the beer to be in this distillery. Now you got all these people telling penis jokes, and I'm very uncomfortable, but, you know, some of them stayed. And there was this table of about four people that I wish would have stayed, but right when they called my name, this table was like, oh, shit, he's performing. No, absolutely, we gotta go, guys. They all left. But I went up there, and like I said, it it was a little bit awkward, but it was such a beautiful room that I was very excited about it. And maybe I was too excited because I forgot some of my material. Material I had been practicing and, you know, trying to get memorized for the past three or four days. You know, I'd run it over in my head at least 55 times. But there's something about being up on stage and when you don't get a laugh that you expect, which is its own conversation, whether or not you should expect it. But when you don't get one that you expect it, At least it throws me off a little bit. And unfortunately for me, my opener was that joke. You know, it didn't didn't really do great what you'll hear. Um, And then, for whatever reason, that just kind of made me start speeding things up, you know, because when the room gets quiet, I just start talking a little bit. That's my curse. When things get quiet, I just kind of start talking. You know, so I go up and I do that set and and I, like I said, it was like a six out of ten. There were some jokes that I like and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the same set but you know, not forget any of my jokes or forget anything that I wanna say and I'm gonna go do another mic tonight. 
But whatever. You don't want to hear about that. You want to hear the set. So this is this is the set from Denver Distillery. What I take from that set is, I don't know, is this a thing? Maybe it's a thing. That's what comedy is, basically. We're just trying out to see if anything is a thing. Let's keep trying, guys. We uh, got another great comedian for you coming up next. Uh, by the way, comedians, uh, if you want to get more stage time after this mic, uh, there's ladies' night uh, just a block over a wet wheel room. Uh, but our next comedian coming to the stage now is Dano. Give it up for Dano, everybody. This is amazing. I love this. I love all these bars right here. I feel like I'm working. Like I'm back in the kitchen. Is that okay? Um, I went to a psychic today. He told me I was going to die from eating eggs. Dude, I'm so over mediums, you know what I mean? Just like always thinking that they know better than you or like they know what's best for me. And to be fair, she did tell me that this joke wouldn't do well. <laughs> Here I am, using it as my opener. So, I don't know, psychics are just kind of a scam to me. I feel like they're just trying to get into your wallet, you know. Which is another scam, by the way. Wallets? Dude, wallets are the biggest scam in the world. You're like, hi, I need something I can put my money in. They're like, great, that'll be $20. You get the wallet, you're like, dude, what the hell do I do with this thing? I don't need this anymore. I'm like, no, keep it. It's like, you can keep all the business cards that psychics give you. All right. We're trying things. Um, and, uh, man, I, I saw a woman get robbed today, which isn't easy to talk about, but I saw a woman get robbed and first of all, let me just say, what a time to be alive like we live in this digital age and everybody's connected and things are convenient. Everything's easier, except robberies apparently. Like this dude ran up to a woman and he was like, give me all your money. And she was like, oh my God, do you have Venmo? <laughs> and then they exchanged information. Dude, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like, you're the one with the cat, right? Like, this is you with the... No, yeah, that's me. Insane, man, but we love the phone. Dude, I love my phone so much. I love my phone so much, sometimes it looks like I invited it to have lunch with me. Based on the way that I'm looking at it. Just sitting at the table, the two of us set up across and just sitting there staring. People are walking by like, oh my god, you guys are cute. Like, no, we're not actually. It's a pretty bad relationship. So it's just like, history, delete, history, delete. My phone's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And I'm like, exactly. Let's keep it that way. Man. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like that song, Moves Like Jagger. But if Mick Jagger ever died of Parkinson's, I feel like I know the perfect song to play at his funeral. Um, do you guys know what blowjobs are? Yeah. I was getting a blowjob and this girl was gonna try something new, right? So she's like, how's that? Like, well, I like where your head's at. Yeah, all right. Same reaction she had, she was like, 
Um, what else? What else, guys? Um, you know, just a little piece of advice, I guess. If you and your friends ever want to go commit a drive-by shooting, you can call shotgun and still logically sit in the back seat. All right, I want to leave on that one. Thanks so much, you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. That was it. I guess, you know, first of all, I just want to apologize for the audio quality. I'm recording all of these sets on my phone. I don't know if the speaker's the best, if I even need to apologize, or if I've, you know, or if this apology is like five episodes overdue. I have no idea, but... Like I said, it was like a 6 out of 10 set. Now, at least how it went in my head, it started going, uh, it didn't start great. I really like this, this over medium joke that I do, which, I mean, if you hear it, if you listen, nobody caught the over medium joke. And now... Like, there is, there's there's a funny part, I guess, in saying, like, um, you know, the psychic told me that this joke wouldn't do well. That part's okay. That part's okay, but I really, you know, I, I like the over-medium punchline a lot, and it just didn't, didn't really land that time. Um, but one great thing, at least about that joke, was that after that set, um, the bartender who was working, that I believe her name was Stephanie, but the bartender came over and she was like, by the way, that over mediums joke was fantastic. It was a little bit dry. I feel like you should just, you know, you should emphasize that punchline a little bit more. Which I appreciate the hell. I mean, I told you, man, like, comedians, comedians get all of their validation from people laughing or people appreciating their jokes. Now, I got to be honest, like, I don't get all of my validation from that, but, dude, I, it feels good when someone's like, hey, I like that joke. It just feels good. You know, she was like, yeah, it was pretty funny, but you need a, I think you need to hit those words just a little bit more. And so I'll try, I'll try that joke again, but I'll try it in a different, you know, in, inflection or, um, like, a different tone, different pacing and cadence or whatever. These are all just synonyms for for the same thing, basically. Uh, and then, there's this joke that I really like telling that often doesn't do well, and I believe in it. It's the wallets joke. I do believe in that joke. You know, I feel like it, it has value, but for whatever reason, you know, I think I've told it like, I don't know, maybe like two or three times, and it just doesn't ever hit like I expect it to. You know, we could talk about whether or not you should expect laughter or just keep talking, but I mean, it's a stand-up comedy, so a little bit you should expect laughter. I've just heard other comedians go like, no, you just need to keep on talking, dude, don't worry. Yeah, but uh, that wallets joke, I do, I like that a lot. Um, you know, something that always at least throws me off, and this is something I'm trying to get better at, is when I really like a joke and it doesn't land. You know, and when I when I get to that punchline and then nothing has happened, nobody's laughed, not even a chuckle. Oh, that that throws me off just a little bit because now I feel like, oh shit, I'm I'm behind 
in my LPM, my laughs per minute, you know what I mean? I'm behind in my laughs, and so now I need to like rush to the next laugh. And as soon as you start thinking that, your whole set could bomb. It could happen. Um, and I guess that's that's kind of what I started doing because, you know, all the material that I had memorized was longer than, I don't know, what was that? That was like less than five minutes. I'm pretty sure that was like four minutes and 30 seconds or something like that. Um, and I mean, I had about five minutes and, and I didn't want to include a couple of those one-liners at the end, but, you know, like I said, sometimes you just start rushing through your material and, and it, it just ruins your set. But, but I'll keep telling that Walsh joke. I'll, I'll just work on it. You know, I gotta, I gotta get better at dealing with the quiet. You know, that's one of the hardest things, I guess, besides speaking in front of people, which you eventually, I promise you eventually get over that. Besides that, it's like, you know, you go up and you might expect laughter and you don't, you don't get it. And it just kind of, I don't know, man, I'm bugging out on that one. I'm bugging out a little bit because I really like that joke. I like telling it, but you know, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. But then the next joke is one that I love telling. And, you know, a lot of my close friends have heard this joke personally. Because I just love telling it. I love this joke so much. And that's the joke about a lady getting robbed. And she goes, oh, my God, do you have Venmo? Dude, that's one of my favorite punchlines that I've ever thought of. Hands down, I love that. You know, there are about, like, there are very, maybe like three or four friends, a very select few, that have heard that joke at least a hundred times. I feel like you three know who you are. Um, you know, and, and it does well, and I like that joke, so I'm going to keep telling that joke. I don't know if I need to, you know, change the wording a little bit or work on the setup or the premise a little bit more, but I know that that punchline's solid, so I'm going to keep doing that. I very much like that one. And actually what I was supposed to talk about right after that is is this little, like, minute and a half or two-minute bit about notifications. And basically the idea is that you can tell exactly who a person is by the types of notifications they get on their phone. You know, and then... You know, I would have like pointed out some people like this guy got a lot of notifications, probably p pretty popular. And then I go like that girl, I've seen her check her phone like three or four times and nothing on her screen. So probably super clingy. And I really wanted to do that, but I just I froze in this weird moment and I didn't know exactly what to keep going with. And so. As I'm sure, you know, you've heard by now and you're probably sick of this joke. I just instinctively go to the blowjob joke. And I don't know what that is, you know, and I don't consider myself a dirty comic. And that joke is probably like the dirtiest joke I have. But for whatever reason, I just always go back to that joke. Uh, and, and I mean, you'll probably end up hearing it a couple more times. I know... I feel like I'm getting sick of it, dude. So that's the only reason I say, like, you're probably getting sick of it. Or the audience is probably getting sick of it. You know, anybody that's seen me, I'd say I've told that joke, like, the last five to ten times I've performed. 
And it's pretty hit or miss, you know. I'd say it's like 40% success rate. You know, and other times it's just a lot of like, ah, a lot of those, which some comedians live off of. You know, a lot of comedians I know live off of the groan. And if you can do that and if you can master that, that's so admirable. But I strive for a little bit more than the groan. You know what I mean. Right? All my fellas at? Where they at? You know what I mean? You strive for more than that groan. Why am I making this? Dude, I'm not. I'm not this dude. I'm not the dude that tells blowjob jokes. But I do like that joke a lot. Um, and then I believe after that, I, I, I'd say this joke about shotguns and a drive-by shooting. Not a joke that I'm very proud of, you know. I guess it's a little bit... I guess it's shitty to joke about something like that, you know, in, in this day and age. But again, this was me kind of freezing on stage and, you know, a little bit forgetting my material. And this is a joke I thought of when I was like 17, I have no idea where it came from or why I pulled it out of the bag. I didn't have it written on anything. I didn't even bring my notebook to this open mic. You know, it was just something that I just felt like telling. But it did okay. It did okay. And I just, you know, I'm not that type of comedian, I guess. And And I'll say that I personally don't have a problem with that joke. But I have a problem when other people have a problem. And I just feel like if you're going to joke about a shooting of any sort, you know, that you're bound to run into uh, like offending somebody. And this is a huge debate in in all comedy, not even just like open mic Denver comedy. This is, you know, whether or not you should offend somebody or change your material because it offends somebody. You know, that's like this ongoing dis- like it should ultimately be the comedian's decision. You know, all of these people have voluntarily agreed to go listen to this comedian. You know, and like nowhere on the flyers or nowhere on ticket sales or tickets does it say, might joke about a shooting. You know, you go there and you willingly participate to listen to whatever this comedian or whatever this person has to say. And it's okay, you might not agree with everything. But you don't need to make it entirely about yourself and your feelings. And I just kind of feel like that's where PC comedy is headed, or at least the PC movement. And, you know, where if one person gets their feelings hurt, the entire community, like, rushes to their aid and, you know, tries to make sure that they're okay. Look, I don't necessarily like joking about shooting, but I'm not going to, like, rush to somebody's comfort if they get offended. And I'll be honest, I mean, like, I, I curse a little bit on stage, and, you know, my, my end goal is to be, like, a totally clean comic. I think that that's a little bit more challenging, but I also like how universal it is, you know, and that you can take that literally anywhere. You can take clean comedy, if it's good, anywhere. You know, you don't just want to get up on stage and tell a bunch of dad jokes, or, a, like, a bunch of zingers, like I did uh, that night at the saloon when I got heckled that was just a one-liner set I was trying something out but anyways anyways kind of a tangent I guess and then I and then I ended I go 
All right, I'm going to end on that one. Really, the only reason is because I just, you know, I didn't have my notebook, so I didn't have any more, any more, like, bullet points. That's really what I do. I just write bullet points, and they say, like, at least three words, and and that's how I know what to talk about. Like, it'll say, phone to lunch, and I'll be like, oh, dude, I love my phone so much. Sometimes it looks like I invited my phone to have lunch with me. You know, so those are the bullet points that I see in my notebook, and I didn't have it, so I was just like, hey, that one got a laugh. You know, it got like a little bit, little chuckle, so I was like, I'll just leave on that one. Um, and, and it was an okay set. There weren't a ton of comedians. I think total, maybe like, maybe like six or seven. And this was a great mic. The Atomic Farm mic is fantastic. I love how early this mic starts. 6.30. 6.30 p.m., o'clock this open mic starts almost unheard of in common that's basically the afternoon 6 30 dude so many mics are like 10 p.m sign up you get there the host shows up at 11 30 when i say so many i mean the one that i went to before this one but a lot of mics are late a lot of mics just you know i'm learning that comedy is Comedy lives in the night and a little bit through the morning. It's not really a daytime thing, and it's not really like an afternoon thing. It's like, you know, if I mean, if you've ever been to a comedy show, dude, it usually starts at like 7.30 to 9, probably. Prime comedy hours. But I, anyways, I just love that this one was at 6.30. That was fantastic. Now, the sign-up was at 6.30. Mike started at 7. But either way, like I just like being there a little bit early. Uh, and, you know, I can't wait to go back to that mic. That is every other Thursday, so I won't be there next Thursday. But, you know, I'm going to get back there that following Thursday and hopefully have a, a little bit of a better set. You know, that's what I say every week. Hopefully, I'll be better next week. And you know what? That's what we strive to do. Try to get better every single time. But I do appreciate, you know, the bartender and then Jake for hosting that. And all the comedians that I saw were awesome, dude, you know. Sorry if you hear those honks. You know exactly what that is. Those are fucking cars honking. Those are cars honking because I'm sitting in a car. Because I'm insane, dude. I'm in- Why am I sitting in a car? One of my ideas was like, there's less noise, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit better acoustically, and then you hear fucking six car horns in two minutes, oh, Jesus, Dan, that's alright, I'll get a recording studio soon, that's what I'll do, I'll just turn my entire apartment into a recording studio to record podcast for free for the rest of my life, maybe. I don't... I don't have too much else to talk about besides this thing that I've been going through recently. And now last week, I, I think I, I I talked a little bit about, you know, being sad that my friends were leaving or that they had left. And maybe this is how I'm dealing with it, you know, what I'm going through now. And I know that I'm being vague. I'm doing that deliberately. I'm 
it's hard to say. This is hard for me to say and for me to admit, but I just got to do it. I'm just going to say it. I've been going through a Shakira phase, which is exactly what that sounds like. I've been listening to so much Shakira, Shakira music. Shakira, the she-wolf. You know, there's a she-wolf in the closet. Open up and set her free. You know what I mean? Shakira's hips don't lie. Everybody knows that. They can only tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Shakira's hips are under oath. You know, both of them. Both of them are like, I, I, I don't want to go to hell. I swore on the Bible. You know, everything I say is the truth. You know, this is the Shakira that that made a hit song, one hit song in two languages. Think about that, dude. She she wrote a song, Objection Tango, which is the English version, but the exact same song, same instrumental, same chorus, rhythmically, exists in Spanish. Blows my mind. That one song is a hit in two different languages. That's admirable as heck, dude. That's amazing. That's amazing. How do you not go through a Shakira phase? And you're like, well, how did, how did this even start? Why did you start listening to Shakira? And I would love to answer this hypothetical question that a hypothetical listener asked. All right, this is what happened. I parked my car in the parking lot of my apartment complex one afternoon. I get out of my vehicle and I'm walking to my building. I pass a couple of other buildings on the way there. And one of my neighbors, you know, who whose address shall remain anonymous. You know, and I'm not talking about 6743 building number 10. I'm not talking about that building. I want this to remain anonymous. But I was walking by this building and, you know, they had some music playing. And one of the songs that was playing was, uh, it was the song that I recognized from when I was a baby. You know, I say baby, I was like, like six years old, maybe five or six years old. But I recognized it from, now that's what I call music six. Um... You're like, you listen to now, that's what I call music? Yeah, I did. I started at number six, though. I don't want you to think like I'm some diehard. This was the song that was playing as I was walking by my neighbor's apartment. The kisses of the sun were sweet, I did Playing songs, dog. Yeah. Huh. 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 So that song was playing, and I can't help but jam in the park. Dude, I almost start fucking breakdancing in the goddamn parking lot, dude. That song touched my soul. Like I said, I remember it from when I was a child. From now. That's what I call music, volume number six. 
How does it, what does this have to do with Shakira? All right, okay, you know, you're getting pushy, so I'll just, I'll cut to it. Well, I go home, I get into my room, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find that song, so I look up, now that's what I call Music 6, and on, now that's what I call Music 7, because I had just listened to five, now that's what I call Musics, in a row, because it's fantastic. You know, that's what they call music. Anyways, like on volume 10 or 11, Shakira's objection is on there. And I forget how fantastic Shakira is. And in that moment, I'm like, I fucking love Shakira. I got, I got to listen to every Shakira song. So for like three, five, ten days now. You know, it's been it's been Shakira. It's been Shakira, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't speak Spanish, per se, and, but I feel like I, I learned a little bit of Spanish listening to Shakira, dude. She got hits in Spanish. She got those hits in Espanol. And so, that's, you know, again, not, not easy for me to say or to admit, you know, I know a lot of men maybe don't want to admit that they listen to Shakira or that they like Shakira, but I fucking love Shakira's music. Shakira. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so is this song, by the way. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. And so that was my week. That that was the week that I had. That was the mic that I did. Um, I need to get out of here because I'm about to pass out from uh, you know heat exhaustion. So I'm gonna go inside and drink some water. But I do thank you so much for listening. And again, dude, all all emails are appreciated every single one i swear just the email is in the bio email anything dude email anything and i would love to read it on the on the podcast so you know thanks so much for listening uh and now you're gonna have to stop listening to this song and listen to some queens of stone age but all right peace